Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Jason LaCanfora. Back for another episode of In the Huddle. Carl Dukes put him up along with my man Jason LaCanfora. You read him. You check his stuff out. He's all over the place, including the Washington Post. And Jason, all right, we're almost there. And I say that because now we're at week 10. It's like this season has just flown by, bro. It really has. But last night, we saw something I don't think a lot of people expected to see. And that was the Eagles losing for the first time this season against the Washington Commanders. Let's start there as we take a look back, guys, at what happened. Make sure you subscribe. We put out new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And, Jason, all right, missed calls, but turnovers killed the Eagles last night. This is what they've done to everybody else, and last night it happened to them. Well, and, and look, and, and if you were sizing this game up from a gambling standpoint and you weren't factoring in the Eagles' unbelievable takeaway, there is some luck involved in that and the inevitable regression, then you hadn't been paying attention. And I factored that into um, sort of my take on that game and, and thought that they would turn it over a time or two. Uh, and I thought Washington would, would cover but I didn't think Washington would win by 11 points, which was the spread that they were getting. Yeah. And really, look, they were due, the Eagles were for some regression in terms of their turnover luck. And it, we saw it really come to fruition. And But for me, the final turnover was the difference in the game. And it, it certainly felt like the Eagles started to get their sea legs under them in the third quarter. The defense had been on the field for a while, but now the offense is actually moving the ball and giving them some rest. And it, 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 long strike down the field from from Hurts uh, to Watkins, he's got it. He's they're already in field goal range. He gets up, obviously gets stripped from behind. That fumble really kind of cemented it, right? That and and a few interesting sort of calls. Uh, the Eagles basically screwing themselves out of the two minute warning and, and losing another opportunity to stop the clock. I mean, there was a lot that went into it. Um, and the Eagles were going to lose a ball game soon. I think the 11 that they lost by is a little misguided, but they don't stop the run very well since Jordan Davis went down. And that's just yeah. the reality for them. Um, that's an issue. And it's not like Washington was averaging five yards a carry or anything like that, but there was enough volume there for Washington and enough plays where they got themselves. It was always third and one, third and two, third and one, third and two. And then they dominated third down kept drives alive, wore the Eagles' defense out. Um, look, Washington's a decent football operation and have been for a while. Sleeping on their defense, and I've been making a lot of money on them. Um, I didn't think they'd win this game by 11, Carl. Uh, 
And you knew Heineke was going to throw a terrible interception, and he did. But they still <laughs> overcame it because the Eagles turned it over three times. So kind of a weird ball game. Um, and kind of indicative of where this league is right now, I guess. Yeah, th- there is a lot of parity, right? I mean, we say this, right? Any given Sunday, Al Pacino, any given Sunday. Yeah. But it really is. I mean, any given Monday night. I kind of agree with you uh, about the the commanders. They've shown flashes. They can be in games and be, you know, uh, in leads. But here's the deal. What is Heineke? Is he right. a serviceable guy? Is he a playoff quarterback? Is he just a backup? What is Heineke? Because I got to be honest, Jason, every time I see this guy, I'm impressed. I'm like, he's a leader. He's getting the job done. He's making the throws that need to be that, that need to be made. And he he's fearless. Like when I saw Carson Wentz early yeah. in the season, Wentz was passive. He wasn't aggressive with his throws. Heineke's like, screw it. I'm throwing it out there. And he's making plays. Well, and he's letting people like Scary Terry make plays with far more volume than Wentz did. There's no doubt about that. He's he's almost fearless to a fault, though, because there's going to be a moment in a game, no matter where game flow is and no matter how detrimental it may be to doing this, where he's going to throw it up for grabs, not just a 50-50 ball, but like a 33% ball because the guy's (laughs) double covered, right? Right, So there's there's a 66% chance they get it, 30% chance your guy gets it. Or he's going to be under duress, and instead of throwing it into the stands, he's going to throw it into the middle of the field, and the free safety is going to come down with it. And so, like, that's what really holds him back. But, yes, they play with more energy. They play, I think, with a different sort of verve um, and swagger when he's there. They want to make plays for him. He wants to put them in positions to make plays. Uh, And, again, the defense, since about week four or five, has been really good. And we can talk about who they played or who they haven't played. We can do that game. For everybody, but it's become an elite pressure rate defense. It's become an elite third down defense. Um, They've gotten much better against the run from where they were, say, the first time they faced the Eagles. Uh, I don't entirely trust the coaching staff. And and a part of me really thought they were going to end up losing that game by like three points. But they were opportunistic. They got that final turnover that they really, really needed, you know. Without that, I think the Eagles go in and we're talking about the Eagles being 9-0 and and surviving Washington and, you know, winning 28-26 or whatever. Um, but the NFC East is going to be incredibly interesting, right? Um, I know we're going to talk about Green Bay and Dallas in a minute and what really are the Cowboys. We could quibble about the Giants all we want. All they do is win football games under Brian Dable. Um, and now the Eagles have, for the first time all year, fallen back to the back. So – that's going to be a really fun race down to the wire. I think the Eagles and Eagle fans, no need to panic, right? You've sure. been really good for eight weeks. What you've seen is real. This is the NFL. And some people will say this is good because the pressure's off now, sure. right? Yeah. We're not going to go undefeated, but we got a hell of a team and we can make the Super Bowl. So for Eagles fans, I don't think they need to panic and I don't think they yeah. will. Carl Dukes along with Jason Lacanfora in the huddle subscribe wherever you get your podcast guys tell your friends about us like us and we put new episode episodes out every tuesday and thursday let's talk about this game w- with green bay since we're talking about the nfc mm-hmm. they find a way to beat the, the cowboys 31 28 i thought mike mccarthy screwed this game up listen it's the easy narrative to say kick the field goal but mike kick the field goal you're on the road give your team a chance at least to say hey we're on the board and then we got to get a stop Either way, it didn't play out that way. But this game was more about, to me, Jason, Aaron Rodgers. 
And Sunday morning on my national show on CBS Sports Radio, I said, Aaron hasn't taken control of putting guys on his back and just making guys around him better. He did that Sunday. It wasn't about everybody else. It was about, I'm going to make every throw. I'm going to put it in the perfect spot. I'm going to give my guys a chance to elevate their game. And Watson did that. I thought other guys did it. The run game was there. This was the Green Bay team offensively that I kind of been waiting for. But it started with Aaron Rodgers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and and honestly, I'm shocked that the Packers were able to pull that off and Aaron Rodgers was able to pull that off because this looked like the perfect opportunity for the Cowboys to close. I mean, this is supposed to be a closing defense, number one pressure rate in the NFL. Yep. At 28-14 on the road with how that defense is built, that should have been lights out. Um, we I'm old enough to remember a week ago where Green Bay can't complete a pass in the red zone against the Lions who hemorrhage yards and points. It's historically horrible defense. And I get it week to week, it, things change. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, Parsons has been on the injury report a lot. That's a really beat-up Packers offensive line. Um, I'm shocked that the Cowboys kick a field goal, don't kick a field goal. 28-14 on the road against a horrible – an offense that's been absolutely horrible pretty right. much all season long. Um, that should have been enough. And the last 195 times the Cowboys were in that scenario, it was enough. I wonder what that means for the defense. Because it's clear, like, Dallas does not have an abundance of riches in the in, in the receiving category. They, 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 that's why they're that's why they're they're everybody there's falling all over Odell. And I don't know that he's enough to save the day. But like CD Lamb and Dak are not on the same page. Amari Cooper not having that true burner on the outside has been a problem for them. And on a day where Pollard wasn't special, they kind of ran out of ideas offensively. That's why I go back to the defense, because that really is the star there. And if that defense, as the season goes on, isn't special, then this is the same old Cowboys. These are the, it's the same old... The Don't say that. The reality. Jason, I'm just telling you. You're going to piss I, I off a lot of Cowboy game. fans right now. I came out of that game <laughs> far more thinking about my natural skepticism for all things Jerry Jones coming through than me saying, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers figured it out, and now that's a real thing there, and look out for the Packers. I'm, I'm looking at that game more like these dudes have been a little fraudulent in the past. Now would be a bad time to revert to form. <laughs> All right, you bring up a great point. Because to your point, you're up 14. It should have been a wrap. 
here's the reality of where the Cowboys are. Dan Quinn was asked about this, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. They've given up 477 yards their last two games, okay? This is a team that was stifling the run, and you said it, best pressure rate in, in, in the NFL. That didn't happen, and now they're giving up 143 yards per game on the ground. They're giving up run game yards that they weren't giving up. So you're right. The concern for Cowboy fans, sorry, is does the defense get right? And let's shift blame a little bit to, to, to Dak Prescott. Look, for all the crap we give Aaron Rodgers, he makes a lot of plays. He does it when it needs to be done more times than not. Dak has yet to do that in a big situation, Jason. And you needed that. I thought they needed that on Sunday from him. And I don't think they got it from him. And I'm not going to define Dak's career because he's got a lot more left. But in these games where you're facing guys like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, his game has to elevate. And I haven't seen that happen yet. I'm with you. Um, that's why I'm going to take it back to the defense because I'm old enough to remember Jerry Jones every week manufacturing a quarterback controversy like Cooper Rush was something great. No, all Cooper Rush was doing was not turning the ball over. It was everything that's else right. was working. Game flows into his favor because the defense is creating early turnovers and all he has to do is dink and dunk. And they got, you know, they're getting, uh, changing up the personnel packages and they're leaning into more too tight end stuff. And when we go empty, we're not going empty to beat you deep. We're going empty just to boop, beep, boop, boop. They were trending towards being an elite team because the offense had to just play kiss football, keep it simple, stupid. The right. other unit's gonna the other unit's stealing the show. If if that's not really the case anymore because of them getting a little predictable and some of that, you know, cover three stuff getting exposed, and it's it that's been known to happen. Or guys just, you know, Parsons is no longer in, in peak form and he's not able to shed double teams like he could earlier in the year, and other guys just aren't stepping up and Tank Lawrence is wearing down then that, that's a whole different scenario. Um, I don't think they're – I don't think Kellen Moore is a savior. I don't think Dak Prescott is a guy who's going to single-handedly go out and be able to slay the dragon week in and week out when they don't have superior talent um, in certain matchups. And the group around him isn't as special as Jerry thinks it is. So the margins are slim, man, and and – I, I could see some self-doubt creeping in on that team a little bit. And I also have a concern that now the owner is going to see this as his opening to say, and he's such a part of this. It really, it really was. It was Zeke all along. It really was. <laughs> if we have Zeke in that ball game. We win that ball game. I don't oh, care what anybody else says. Right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then yeah. the message gets through to everybody in the coaching staff. Like, now we got, now we're really kind of in a little mini crisis. And now we got to lean on the worst running back to appease the owner. Okay. That's not a winning formula. It's not. Uh, and and listen, if that happens, which it probably will. It might. It might. It's a terrible thing for the Cowboys. Pollard's been better. That's not their issue. 